Hello and welcome to Stories from House Arrest, episode 17. My name is Jordan Merrick and as always it's a great pleasure to be here today. Um, it's been a really uh, busy few days for myself, um, ended up uh, going into the forest for a few days in Lamington National Park and you know it was a really good uh, couple of days just to take a breath and you know get some perspective and get out of the city. Um, I think especially with you know the lockdowns and even the, just the regular restrictions, um, whenever you can, it's important to take time to reset. And I think, um, you know, getting into the mountains is a great place to do that. Um, it's important that we always, where we can, look after our mental health, our physical health too. Um, so, you know, definitely highly recommended for anybody in Brisbane or, or the Gold Coast to to head into the mountains and uh, take some time for yourself. Um, other than that, I also made a, a really cool announcement uh, this week that I've officially joined the board of Listen Up Music. Um, it's something that I feel very, very honoured to be a part of. And anyone who knows me knows how passionate I am about opening up about mental health and uh, having an environment where people can come together, open up, talk about it and get through it. Because if we support each other, if we help each other, if we can be preventative as opposed to reactive, it'll make a world of good. And um, I'm really, really honoured to be a part of Listen Up Music in a more official capacity and I really really hope to do some great things for Brisbane and Queensland with their support and obviously working with them so yeah I'll definitely uh, keep everybody updated on how that's going because I think it's going to be a really exciting time. Um, on to exciting I had a, a really great guest for the podcast this week Mr Tanaka. He is a uh, you know a gentleman who I'd met just online through uh, you know looking for people um, to jump on the podcast and I'm so glad that he, he reached out and showed some interest because he's such a multifaceted human being. You know, he's an actor, he's a writer, he's a, a musician, um, and he studies social work. So he's got such a great spread of, of talent and, and ambition and uh, passion. And I really, really respect that. And I think his vision to, to help others and use who he is as a person to make a difference is is incredible and it's what I think everybody needs to do in one way, shape or form is try to help each other and he's got such a drive and, and vision for it, both helping you know, up and coming artists in the hip hop scene to helping regular people who just need someone to talk to. So he's a really special guy, it was a great chat, we cover everything from music to acting to it's a good old-fashioned R&B from the 90s, as well as Kanye West. So it's a really, really great chat. So look, let's just get straight into it. I welcome Tanaka. How was 2020 for you? 2020, uh, you know, like for everyone, it was it was an interesting year. Most definitely, it's probably an understatement. Um, for me personally, it was actually pretty good, uh, aside from COVID. Uh, I actually <laughs> finished my degree last year. Oh, awesome. Um, my band started gigging more regularly, whatnot. Um, we got in the process of recording our first single, so it actually wasn't too bad, personally, for myself. Yeah, nice. What what, what do you study? Or what did you study? Uh, social work. Oh, awesome. Yeah. What made you want to get into that? Um... Good question, mate. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, uh, ultimately, it stems for me being a people person, you know? I'm a big mm. fan of people, and if I can use my personality to help people, then, you know, yeah. might as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why not, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's um that's awesome. And so it's amazing that you you and the band um managed to do more more gigging. Um yeah. I'm assuming that was like the later part of the year, was it? Yeah, like around around June is when it's sort of August is just when it's sort of yeah, started picking up. Mm. Yeah, nice, nice. Was it like did the pandemic sort of make you guys sort of refocus on wanting to do that? Like did it sort of or was that just sort of coincidental or I think it did because um, what happened was we actually uh, secured our first gig that wasn't like a bush doof or someone's nan's birthday party um, <laughs> at the beginning of 2020. So I think it was uh, somewhere in the valley. So it was that first sort of taste of, you know, what's possible. And mm. then shortly after the lockdown happened and it was like, yeah. whoa, cool. Um, but yeah. because we had that first experience, one, we had our foot in the door now. We were now sort of known by a few venues. We were known by some other bands. We knew the door was open, but we knew that when lockdown ends, you know, what have, what have we done to prove that we still deserve that spot? So I think we all sort of got together and really honed in on our songwriting and things mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Did um like with the band do you do you write most of the songs or are you guys really collaborative or we're very collaborative. Um, I I think our set list has a pretty evenly distributed uh, amount of. I think what, what our songwriting process. I think the majority is like yeah one individual will sort of write the chunk of it the the basic structure, the chords melody whatnot and we bring it to the band and then we'll sort of. At the rest, there have been times where we've written songs out of a jam session together, mm. uh, but it is very, very collaborative. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Have you um Have you been writing music for a while? Or? Yeah. Um. Since I was uh, in high school, probably around fourteen, fifteen, when I started writing music. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How did you? Like, what made you want to write? Like, was it just as simple mm-hmm. as you started learning guitar and you're like, oh, mm. fuck it, may as well. Well, I mean, music, music. Or? Music itself came later. Not writing, though. Mm. I've been doing writing and acting since I was, like, in primary school. Oh, awesome. Mainly poetry, and, you know, I did a lot of theatre uh, growing up, and that was always my thing. Music wasn't really what I did. Uh, it was... I got into music uh, through Guitar Hero, actually. Mm. Oh, really? enough. <laughs> yeah, it was Guitar Hero, and I think it was... What song? Was it? No, it wasn't Guitar Hero. It was Rock Band, which is an, another. Oh, Rock Band, yeah. It's yeah. it's the it's the Pepsi to Guitar Hero's Coca Cola, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, and Everlong was on there. I never heard that song before, and I I, I just fell in love with it. I, I don't mm. know what it was about the guitar on that song. I, it was a, I think it was the tone. Something about the guitar on that song just struck me. And uh, it actually, that was a song that made me actually ask my mom to pay for guitar lessons. Oh, yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. oh, if, if you can play this song with four buttons, how hard could it be, right? <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's the funniest thing about when you're not a musician yet, you don't know how difficult, I don't know if you've ever had like a non-musician ask you to teach how to play something 
and you're like, okay, it's gonna be smoke in the water, or it's like, no, yeah. teach me how to play this John Mayer song. I'm like, are you serious? Even I can't <laughs> play that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's like, oh, once you can do a couple of chords, it's easy, right? Yeah, well, I've, yeah. I've been playing, I've been playing guitar for God. 16 years and I'm right. I still feel like I'm crap and I've got so much to learn so mm, it's I think amazing it, it, isn't it yeah it never stops yeah 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 <laughs> so um like with so going back to the the lockdown stuff um yes. I was really curious to ask you like so obviously this is lockdown number five that we're in now um, yeah has your approach to lockdown sort of changed since the first one or is it like because it sounds like you guys obviously built a lot of momentum as a yeah. band in the first one. What about personally? Like, have you have you found your approach to lockdowns has changed? Uh-huh. I think this one has hit the hardest, man. This one, this one sucked. Um, mm. I think this is the worst one for me since the first one. I think the first one was the worst because it was the first one and it was like, we didn't know what was going on. But yeah. because since then, our lockdowns have always been relatively calm and I think there was always that comparison thing with like we're not as bad as you know what's happening in Victoria or New South Wales and uh, this one it was sudden it happened out mm. of nowhere yeah. uh, it's the first time that I've been uh, out of my primary job which is I'm a, I'm a support worker because uh, mm. we're, we're, we're essential so I actually had more work during COVID this mm. is the first time we're even uh, my organization had to say, hey, even we have to step back. Um, mm. I'm fortunate that it, I'm not being let go. I'm still part mm. of the organization. We have options for getting, you know, paid leave and whatnot. Um, mm. But I actually haven't been told that we actually can't work right now. So it's been, yeah, it's been different. Mm, so in yeah. terms of my approach to that, you know, I don't, it sucks, but I've still got to get up and live my day. So it was, it was um, actually finding... Uh, what what can I do now that I'm stuck here? Yeah. Um, and my approach was just finding meaning in my life outside of what I'm usually doing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um like when you go to find meaning? Do you do you look at music for for meaning? Like, is that where you've sort of oh for sure music towards? music music is like my art in general is like my driving mm -hmm. force, man. Uh, pretty much almost every aspect of my life. <laughs> Music's yeah. involved, whether it's physical, you know, I, if I'm going to go to the gym, if there's, you know, if mm. my, my workout playlist isn't on, I probably won't go, which isn't good. <clears throat> I know people say that you shouldn't work up just because music's there, but it helps me. Mm. Uh, you know, I enjoy meditation. I've got a nice little meditation playlist, uh, going to sleep. I've got, you know what I mean? Music yeah. literally is a part of damn near every part of my life. So, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, it's the best, isn't it? There's nothing mm. quite like working out when you've got like I, I don't know what what do you listen to when you're working out? Actually, that's a that's it's a good it's one. a it's it will range from like really aggressive hip hop to like punk music and heavy metal, uh, hyper pop. You know, some of the new stuff that's coming yeah. out. Uh, but anything with a really good amount of rhythm and bass and just hard hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I find myself going, like, taking a trip back to, like, high school Jordan's music taste. So I put on, like, Bullet for My Valentine uh, and Sevenfold. Escape the yeah. I basically just go for, like, of course. all my old hard favorites. Of course. Yeah. There's nothing that makes yeah. me want to, like, run faster than, 
Then some. I've been running hair, away you know? from my cringe yeah. high school yeah. playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Limp Biscuit, Lincoln Park, oh, all that. Yeah. Man, I need to. Do, I need to work out the Limp Biscuit again. That that would be the ultimate. That would be the ultimate coming of coming of age musically at the yeah gym. <laughs> i can't it's just too much man i can't listen to break stuff in the gym i'm gonna end up breaking stuff yeah you just like load up the weights like, yeah, like, oh, crap. Oh. Oh, exactly yeah exactly <laughs> Damn yeah. It, yeah probably actually break stuff yeah it's probably a little bit too uh yeah a little too heavy <laughs> yeah so speaking of heavy so how like when you were getting into music how did mm-hmm. you choose the, the soul music you play like indie rock how did did you just gravitate towards it or was that by chance or um i don't know indie rock is like the most commercially viable genre in brisbane i guess <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is what everyone listens to here no but um <laughs> um i mean listen i've i've been involved in a variety of musical projects i've been in a metalcore band uh, I've been in a hip hop duo. I've been in a choir. I've done musical theater. I just sing in church. Um, so, and I listen to a lot of music too. So for me, uh, you know, I've got that adaptability where I'll, I can I can mentor. So with this one particularly, uh, I literally found these guys on Facebook. Brisbane music scene and where I found you actually <laughs> um, and um, their guitarist said we're looking for a vocalist come in and sing for us and we'll see how we go and yeah I came in and sang one of their first songs uh, and yeah they said we'll we'll have you on the team and it's been a really really great journey with these guys so far yeah yeah awesome yeah no I'm really keen to hear um, like what you guys come out with next because I, I thought your first, yeah. that first single you did was really it was really rad. It had um like I don't know, I got a real Kings of Leon vibe from from it. Yeah, and, you um, said that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool, and I'm really uh, it'd be interesting to see where the other songs go. That's for sure. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, I mean that one was definitely one of those. You know, I, I like what we ended up doing. It was one of those we'd play a gig, and then people would always be like, "Do you guys have any music online?" And we didn't, so it was one of those we need to have something out. Yeah. As soon as possible, and we found someone uh, at one of the local universities, and it was like mm. a two-day session, so it was very yeah. rushed. Uh, we didn't really think it through, um, and it was still very early on as a band. Yeah. And I think since then we've grown so much. I think the stuff mm. we're writing now has gotten better. So we're actually in the process of recording our uh, our first EP at the moment, actually. Mm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that process. We're definitely taking more time with that, and yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Was that your um? Was that your first time in the studio? No. no. With these guys, yeah. With yeah, with these guys, yes, yes. With yeah. these guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, it wasn't actually. No, it wasn't the first time. There's another single that we were going to record. Um, but we actually really, really like this song, and it's definitely still in the register. It's one of the songs we play a lot. It's one of the songs that people actually know the words to at this point. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, but we, I think, again, we uh, the process to how we were going to record that was very rushed again. Mm. We just found some random person, and the recording, you know, wasn't the, the greatest. So we thought we'll, 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 we'll wait for this one until yeah. we're at a, at a point where we can afford, you know, better resources and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It can always be hard. Like, I was just... main reason I asked that was, like, doing this song in the two days. Like, I 
I remember when I like first went into a studio properly, like probably the second mm. time I'd ever been in one. I was mm. like, yeah, I can do, I can do like two songs in a day. That should be okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, uh, crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but it just wasn't yeah. possible for us at the time. We were still fairly young as a band. Mm. Uh, the song was still pretty new. It's one of those. If you're gonna do a quick session, it's one of those. The song's pretty much already tight. You just go in there, yeah. record it, do a bit of you know mixing and whatnot. Um, so yeah. yeah, we just weren't ready to do that at that point. Yeah, nah, you gotta have the yeah, lightning to strike, especially if it's yeah. a new song to, to get it yeah. right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so going from your bands, how did you like as we discussed off? off record that you're you're yes. doing it like starting a management company for for local yep. hip-hop artists how did you yep. like where did that come from like where did you want to get into that yeah i mean hip-hop yeah, i listen to pretty much everything but hip-hop is probably what i predominantly consume personally um and i think you know and then most people you who listen to hip-hop you think that actually want to be a rapper not managing rappers and i have tried it unsuccessfully but <laughs> um i think i think I, I i've got such a great love and passion for the genre and i've seen the potential in brisbane i just think the scene is, is isn't there at the moment and i mm. think it can be because i've i've you know i've seen a lot of the, the talent that's around and yeah yeah so like when you say like it, the scene's not there. Like, what do you think? Um, like, what do you think's holding it back? Like, what do you think? It like are the big challenges that faces hip hop and Brisbane? Yeah, um, I think when I think of music, I I think of you know, and scenes. I think of a, a culture. You know, I know I made that joke before about uh, I did indie rock because that's what all Brisbaneites listen to. But you know, you look at a lot of our big exports: the Violent Soho's, the Dune Rats. It's that very DIY garage sort of aesthetic, and it's done so mm. well. And that's sort of, I felt, this the predominant scene and culture that 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 does well in Brisbane. And yeah. the thing with that is that if a musician from any genre is might ask for how do I get ahead in Brisbane, you might be receiving a model from people who went through that way. So if yeah. I try and tell a lot of my rapper friends, well, my band Stoney got gigs by doing this, it might not work for them because there's things like mm. uh, the, the requirements of venues for their performers, right? What mm. a rapper might need was not what an indie rock band might need. Uh, mm. The people go out and watch gigs um, and, you know, hip-hop, it's so vastly different because it's not just about making songs and doing gigs it's mm. rap battles you know cyphers yeah. hip-hop dance there's so much more so i think yeah. what's really holding it back right now is that that culture that allows hip-hop to thrive and mm. grow it's there's people doing things and I've, I've seen a lot of it but it just really hasn't taken off yet yeah so like how like how does one change the culture, like or or nurture it? Like how how? Mm. I know it's a, probably a hard question, but like how how yeah. would you go about it? Like to to grow it. I think first and foremost is is the talent, right? I wouldn't be saying this if I thought there were no good Brisbane rappers, you know. Um, mm. But you know, I've seen a lot of them, and I've seen people trying to do good things to help them. That is a. Mm. 
emceeing DJ called Master Wolf. He used to host this event called Freestyle Fridays. And it was held in these community spaces where basically there would be a DJ, even a live band sometimes, and they would just play beats the whole night and people would get up and they'd freestyle and then they'd have two featured artists to just do a performance of their songs. And what I really liked about that is when it comes to, you know, asking how do we help a culture thrive, is is giving it its own space. I know rappers have a bit of a hard time in the music space, uh, because there is a little bit of that elitism, you know, because yeah. I play an instrument and you don't. I can sing, you just make rhymes. So I know yeah. them do feel like they're excluded. Mm. Uh, and sometimes it needs them to be in a space just where they're away from all that and they can do their own thing. Yeah. And then if something grows out of that, that's how the other people gain their respect, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I imagine like, Cause yeah, I just you, you think about Bri- like venues around Brisbane. I think it would you know mm. it takes someone to do something like the Freestyle Fridays that you just mentioned there. To, yeah, yeah. To bring people together. Yeah, because yeah, like that'd be really cool. And I I think something like that as well. You get a lot of people just going just to listen as well for something yeah. like that. that yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool way to build a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have to do it. You have to find a venue and a Friday. <laughs> Definitely, you know. I mean, basically what this guy did was he was just one of those, you know, community spaces where they mm. let you use it for a weekend for very cheap and, you know, you do whatever you want in there. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. And, I mean, so far I've been, my restrictions that I've listed to hip-hop scene, I've sort of said it's the, the structures around. But I've also got to put some onus on the rappers themselves too mm. sometimes. I think sometimes they can be... A bit of their worst enemy. It's not always their fault. Mm. As someone who's who's, yeah. who's who's tried to pursue that career myself, there's a lot of mm. misconceptions and preconceived notions about what it means to be a musician, what it means to be a rapper. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it needs to be. I know there, there needs to be a lot of education around the music industry for a lot of young hip hop artists because they don't come into the music industry the same way a lot of other musicians do. You know, a lot of Mm. us might have started off by, you know, you learnt an instrument and from then on you might have joined a band, you you did this, this, this. The hip-hop artist journey is a bit different, so sometimes they may not know how to navigate the industry as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so, yeah, because not not that it's really, you know, relevant to what musicians would do, but I like back when I Mm. was much younger, before I got into playing music... I love yeah. rap and I, I love trying yeah. to, even though I was just terrible, but I Everyone imagine, if, yeah. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> if I was good and I wanted to pursue it and you don't yes. play an instrument, you would, it would be much harder to find your way into the scene. Like, and then you'd have yeah. to find a way to get beats. And then if you, you, you know, you'd need the programs to do it and mm. then, mm. yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be tricky, man. It would be tricky. I mean, I think, I think, I think that's on playing on a, on a guitar. That's for sure. And I think that's what makes, I think on the surface level, people think rapping is easy because they think it's, if I'm able to write rhymes and flow it well enough, but I think ultimately the, I, I do consider, I do differentiate rappers from poets. I think they are mm. musicians because I've, I've seen people who can write a decent rhyme, right? They can write on paper, mm. you know, it rhymes nice. And then you ask them to say what they've written and it doesn't sound good. And then you ask mm. them to say it over a beat and, mm. you know, there's so many things, there's things like your cadence, uh, flow, and, and hip-hop, a lot of hip-hop artists that actually incorporate melody. Mm. 
mm. in their songs. So what really shows people if they actually can be a rapper or not um, is now you put yourself in a studio with actual musicians who play instruments, who make beats, and for you to be able to mesh, even mm. if you never... I know a lot of rappers have actually now started to be more involved in production. A lot of them are actually playing instruments in their songs. Mm. But even if they don't actually end up being involved in that, the mm. fact that they can mesh with these people well, that's what really yeah. shows if you can you can do well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think um even like on the topic of beats, like man, beats mm. aren't like people who make good beats, it it, it takes real skill. Like Oh ever, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen um, the docu-series, The Defiant Ones? Yeah, the Eminem and Dr. Dre, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. I, just, I was just thinking, it just from what you were saying, it just brought me back to the scene where Dr. Dre is sort of making the, um, the, the real some shady beat. And it's just like, yeah. the way he puts yeah. it together, it's just like, man. That's and then just, I remember like Eminem oh. like literally made up the chorus like that. In a yeah. matter of seconds, you know, and yeah. now it's like one of the biggest songs ever. So yeah, 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 exactly. Um, There's, that's the, the 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 true skill is just right. Like, you know, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, that's that's what determines whether you can you can really do it like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, yeah, yeah. No, you go. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say. I mean, yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah. There has to be a love for music. You like, don't get it wrong. Like, you are entering a music. Mm industry that you are going to be a musician right and yeah. i think that should be the most important thing there's so much involved in hip-hop which is important to it the the culture around it a lot of the stuff in hip-hop is attached to fashion you know uh mm -hmm. there's so many things but like if you want to be a rapper you gotta remember you are a musician so people get caught mm -hmm. up in things like image and mm -hmm. other stuff but ultimately the music's what matters and i think yeah uh, what I've seen rappers who who do well is that they, they really do study the craft of music. Mm. They listen to other artists. They listen to artists that came before them. They listen to artists from other genres, you know, and yeah. Yeah. I think that's what you've just said there is one of the best lessons any musician can learn. And that's something mm. that, you know, going back to when I started, I was, you know, writing and playing, thinking, man, my songs are pretty good. And then yeah. when I started to get into like the really good, songwriters like bob dylan and guys yeah. like that. i was like man my songs are trash like what the hell yeah, I I good stuff. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, yeah. I, I spent i spent so much time re like reading their lyrics and, and looking at the structures yes. and you start to deep dive into how the the best songwriters do it. and it's you know it's the same with hip-hop like mm. or any genre you know if you want to mm. be if you want to be good that there's no better lesson that than what's recorded and out there to listen to i reckon of like, course yeah yeah that's why I, like i didn't i didn't personally go to study songwriting because i was like yeah the best teachers have already done their lessons you yeah know, they've just put it out there for us to, to to study and learn from yeah. yeah yeah so so going back so you as you said you did acting you've done mm -hmm. so you've done acting you've done music you've done what, what you did something else as well writing yeah writing, writing of course just writing. writing in general yeah so what you've obviously had all these awesome creative outlets what made you choose yes. music to pursue um i think as an actor uh which is what i first started doing the more skills you have the more opportunities you have mm. 
Uh, so, you know, the more athletic you are, the more likely you're going to be put in an action movie. You know, if you can sing, you're going to do musicals. If you, So it was just, I had to, I couldn't just, I was pretty good at acting, but I couldn't just rely on the fact that I could act well mm. because there's so many other things that I could do to help. So initially it was just, I needed another skill set mm. that uh, would aid my acting. But then I really found, I, then I never saw myself really, even though, like I said, I really only, I did it because of Everlong and it was cool, mm. but I, the ultimate goal was to make me better at my, my main craft. I never thought mm. that I would actually end up really falling in love with music on mm. a solitary level and yeah, just on its own. Mm. Yeah. Do you still do acting? Yeah, I'm actually currently um, uh, rehearsing for a production of, of Mice and Men at the moment. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that going to be like yeah. a local theatre like in Brizzy? Or? Yeah, yeah. A theatre uh, in Fortitude Valley called Ad Astra. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You have to let me know when that is because yeah, it's Definitely. a great book. Yeah, and, yeah you know, beautiful. Yeah. It would be an awesome play, no doubt. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you find, and there's something that, I, like, I don't know if it's, if you feel the same, but I find when you're on stage, you sort of adopt a mm-hmm. persona and you sort of, mm. do you, like, do you, do you, when you're on stage, do you hone in on the acting ability that you've got to, mm-hmm. to do your performance or, or yes. do you find them, you do? I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's that's if you're if you're a musician, you know, uh, I put it in those terms. Like when you go on stage, you trust the skills you have to do what you do. That's why mm. experienced musicians, guitarists can play a song without even looking at the fretboard, right? They know where to put the yeah. tool muscles. It's just there. You're not sitting there. Okay, now it's A. Now it's this. Now it's it just happens, and it's <laughs> yeah. so same with acting. If you, you've been trained. Uh, but I mean, one of the main questions people have about acting uh, is the idea of like becoming the character or, you know, being the character. And it's, they call it method acting. And I think people have actually misconstrued what method acting truly is. Uh, there was a guy called Stanislavski yonks ago, uh, and he was sort of was part of the beginning. Uh, of this and then Lee Strasberg who had a thing called the Actor Studio he trained a lot of greats like Dustin Hoffman and uh, I think De Niro and Pacino were under his school as well I'm not mm. sure but method acting what people think you know is you know uh, I'm playing the Joker so I'm going to hide away in a apartment for a month playing weird which is essentially what Heath Ledger did uh, mm. and a lot of people do that and it is a tool but essentially what it is is with emotions we all share similar emotions right but we have different experiences so you might have dropped your five thousand dollar plate i don't have a five thousand dollar plate but i've certainly stubbed my toe Mm. we've both had that emotion of sadness that derives from that thing Mm. so if i'm gonna play you i don't know what it's like to drop a five thousand dollar plate but I know what it's like to be sad. So when I'm playing the scene where I drop the plate, I I I, re- I rely on that sadness that we both feel. So I don't have to spend so much time trying to be like you and act like you to feel like you because I can rely that we both have the same emotion. 
and yeah mm. yeah yeah that's so interesting do you um like who are your favorite actors like do you have a, a couple of, of favorites yeah uh i'll name i'll put three out there um i gotta put denzel 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 washington um good choice i love joaquin phoenix i think joaquin phoenix is 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 cool mm. um Meryl Streep, ooh. I feel like Meryl Streep was just a cop-out answer because she's just, like, the greatest <laughs> of all time. It's like, of course, even Denzel, <laughs> everyone. But, you know, yeah, Meryl, Meryl, Joaquin, and Denzel. There we go. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. that's a good top three. Yeah. yeah. My favorite, I always go to Daniel Day-Lewis is my favorite. Day-Lewis is amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's just nuts. Like, just... You know, I think the sign of a good actor, and this is not saying he's the only one who does it, but I think the sign mm. of a good actor is when you're looking, you're watching an actor that you've seen in so many films, but you don't see the actor. You, you see don't the see character. him as them. You yeah. see the character, yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah. I think, as great as as great as he is, I think people. He's one of the reasons that what method acting is has been misconstrued because we mm. know what he does. This guy stays in character for months. And yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it doesn't help at all. But, like, mm. I don't want people to think that you have to do that. Because there's also yeah. uh, even uh, traditional acting, which is actually what I do more, which is mm. it's not about feeling like the character. It's mm. I know what anger looks like. I know anger involves, yeah. you know, my eyebrows looking this way. I might curl mm. my, my top lip. I'm going to raise mm. my voice. I might not have to rely on feeling that anger, but I know what it looks like. So me personally, yeah. I'm more traditional. Where I, I don't bother with trying to feel it. I just mm. know what it looks like and portray yeah. that. Uh, but no, yeah. Delos is very, very good at what he does, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think, yeah. I think if you're going to if you're gonna stay in character for months, then you, you better be considered one of the greatest otherwise. No, yeah. That's, I'm not saying... So, you can't be a local... You can't be a local <laughs> community theater <laughs> and be Abraham Lincoln for a year. I've got to have a certain yeah. amount of money in my account to be doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I could just say it now, just just walking down the valley and, and you just see it on a stay walk past. It's like, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis is you at know? it again. Yeah. When, this movie, when are they wrapping this film up? I'm so sick of exactly. Honest Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> as long as he's playing like Honest Abe in the valley and not like um, the dude out of um, Gangs of New York. <laughs> yeah, that oh, be, that'd be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be, that'd be unnerving. Yeah. Yeah, get, I think he'd get arrested if he was playing that. Probably, yeah. actually, he'd probably fit right in in the valley. Actually, Bill the Butcher, his, yeah, yeah, Bill the Butcher, yeah. He'd probably hang, he'd probably hang out at Netherworld or something. Yeah, yeah, until he gets kicked out and it's like it burns it down or something. It's like, oh, oh that Bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's been really yeah. great to, to learn a bit about you and, and obviously what you're doing. And I th I'm really yeah. excited to for two things. I'm really excited to see how this um the hip hop scene management stuff goes because mm -hmm. I think um man, it, like, you know, hearing you talk about it, it really like it brings me back to so many memories of like how yeah. much I used to love hip hop. And I think yeah. what I what I loved about hip hop was that sort of the vibe and the the culture and the the feeling that it can bring. Uh, yeah, I, th I think one of the things that's kind of destroy that is just how commercial it's become which is great for the genre and the, the people but it's taken away mm. that grassroots culture that did have back in the day for sure yeah 
Yeah, and it's something like what I always, especially um, like because I grew up, you know, I didn't really have any money growing up, and I think mm. hip hop really connected you to, you know, what it was like to be human in so many ways. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially like, yeah, I don't know. It was just it just had such a power, like you know. Well, that's a great point especially. with the commercialization. Yeah, yeah because I mean, if mm. it back then when it was rappers rapping about coming mm. from poverty or coming from no money and now it's them rapping mm. those same rappers didn't have money have money now it's so now they're rapping about money and now people don't really relate anymore and yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> get back to rapping yeah. about poverty come on guys yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah oh man but yeah no I, i'm really keen to see how that goes and definitely yeah, definitely sure. let me know when you're doing when the performance is i'd really that would be yeah awesome definitely definitely yeah yeah so I've got one final question for you, um, and mm-hmm. it's the loaded one. Um, what is something or yes. someone that you're grateful for? And you can name two things. <laughs> uh, two things. No, nah, you can name more. I'm just, I'm just mucking around. Yeah, I'll stick with two. I thought I was just end up listing everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kanye West and my family. Wonderful. Why Did Kanye? you want me to explain? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kanye, I'm gonna let man. you finish, but no skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Kanye. I know this is this controversial opinion. Not really, actually. It's not really that controversial. I think he's one of the greatest artists of our generation, right? In my opinion. Um, but outside of uh, the music, I think he's just a testament to the human spirit, man. Like. We spent a lot of people don't do what they're meant to because they're scared of people's perception of them, the fear of not being liked, you know. Uh, and now I don't agree with everything Kanye has said. There's lots I think is awful that he's done and said, but there's plenty I do agree with. But ultimately, with Kanye, I like the fact that he doesn't care if I care, you know. He doesn't care yeah. if I agree with his opinion or not. Um, yeah. So for me, the reason that means so much to me is that it's helped me as an artist to be bold enough to, mm. to not care. And I think ultimately it's about, you know, your heart being in the right place. And, and Kanye's ha- heart has been in the right place a lot of the time. I know recently, I don't know if you've seen this, a rapper called Baby who made these really homophobic comments uh, at Lollapalooza. Mm, and rightfully yeah. so, he's now being like uh, taken off. A lot of mm. the the headlining and all that sort of stuff, but mm. I remember Kanye. There's a video of him in 2006, um, calling out homophobia and hip hop actually, and saying like mm. it's not cool. Here's this guy who was wearing a polo T-shirt and a backpack and these skinny jeans in a very hyper masculine genre at the time, uh, condemning homophobia. This is before, mm. you know, it was cool. To, yeah. to do that right it was it, no one was saying that not in hip hop anyway mm, yeah you know and that that would have this is a guy who's just starting out this would have this could have jeopardized his reputation but he said it anyway you know yeah. so I like that he's he says what he wants obviously the other side of the coin means he will also say some pretty abhorrent stuff as well mm. I'm not saying I agree with everything he said but I like the idea of standing up for whatever you believe in regardless of people's opinion you know yeah yeah and i i think you know and it's really human i think when you get someone like him who just says everything i mean everyone every single person alive is gonna have stuff that they say that people would respect and stuff that people probably 
thinking, man, what an idiot, you know? That's of just course. being a, yeah. a human being. And I think yeah. when you look at Kanye, and as you said, he does, he, you know, he does both, um, as you said, both sides of the coin. And I think yeah. you can't, you can't not, not respect that. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you don't like his music, you have to respect that, that at least he, yeah. in, in an industry so fickle and full of, you know, fakes. Yeah, yeah, you always know it. Who he is? He's not gonna hide anything. So yeah, yeah, and he's written some freaking crackers. So you know, he's a fantastic. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's got a bizarre. There's not one album of his that really sounds the same. So it's yeah, 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 yeah. That I definitely noticed. I I I was going through. Yeah, it was one of the hip hop phases, and I was going through. I was like, I'm gonna do the the kind of discography and. Just the more yeah. you listen, it's like, man, it just gets so, it's so different. <laughs> it really is. Like, you just like, yeah, oh, that was I mean, really I, good. And then I, I you remember, get a vibe the next one. It's like, oh, it's not what I was expecting. <laughs> it's funny so because, on. like, it's the whole thing of, like, most people of his stature, mm. when they're that respected, it means they, they, they can't jeopardize making bad songs. Like, deliberate. Yeah. He's got some songs. I don't know if you've heard the song, I love it. Featuring Lil Pump. I'm not going to recite the lyrics on here, but it's 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 one of those songs you're like, why on earth would you release this? <laughs> you know, but this is also a guy who had an album who Sir Paul McCartney said he was envious of. Uh, Paul yeah. McCartney said he was envious of um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. You know, mm. if you're getting that kind of respect from a yeah. Beatle, yeah. you think that you got to keep that up. It's like, no, I'm going to make a song with Lil Pump. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) nah, that's awesome, and I love that. I I love that. I think any musician who has the courage to just make the music they want to make, and uh, Mm. you know, without without really caring about the consequence of commercial success, like I'm just going to do what I need to do, and I'll deal with the consequences. I think that that's really it takes courage and I think yeah if there's one thing you know Kanye has it's definitely that I think you know yeah yeah good yeah. answer actually I quite like your answer there Kanye <laughs> <Thank> West yeah. <laughs> and my family I thought yeah. it was just my family and Kanye West not the other way around <laughs> <laughs> nah look yeah. even that though they probably yeah, yeah. even though my family knows I'd probably put Kanye first anyway but <laughs> they are pretty aware <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sure when uh, when Kanye hears this podcast, he'll he'll say things, oh, so. exactly. <laughs> he's a big listener. Yeah. I'm sure, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. Just get him as a guest one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next week, Kanye West. Let's do it. It's gonna be a five. That's gonna be a five-hour interview, and you're you're <laughs> only gonna get three words in. <laughs> hey, if he just wants to talk for five hours on my podcast, uh, I'd be I'd be happy with it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, Manuel. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, no issues.